So I'm sick, I think. I don't know. I had a sore throat for a couple days. So that's fun. Right before Christmas. It's a Christmas miracle. Nothing like getting sick right before Christmas. Merry Chrysler. Merry Christmas. Merry Chrysler. I think I've got all my um my shopping done for Christmas. So that makes me feel pretty good. It's never easy getting, you know, everyone the best gift ever. How about that World Cup yesterday, though, guys? Yeah, so if that was your first ever time watching a soccer game or a football game, if the first time you ever watched a football game or a soccer game was the World Cup final, you should never watch another soccer game again because that's as good as it gets, guys. It will never be better than that. Mark it around noon on December 18th, 2022, the greatest soccer game ever was played. And that's that. And th those are just the facts of life. And I'm sorry if you don't agree, but you if you don't agree, you're wrong because it's a fact. It's a fact of life. Anyways, uh, let's call Brandi. Calling the Brandi up right now. Oh, there she is. Hello. Hello. Uh, what's up with you? Nothing really. Look at my bell and my little frame here. No. No. That's it. That's all you got for me. Not a cool. All I got. I mean, it's the time of year where like nothing's happening. Yeah, it's true. You know, we're just like in the lull before Christmas. It's just weird. Dude, I am. I think I'm sick. I think oh I, no. Yeah, right before it's a Christmas miracle. Everyone is sick. I don't know. You know, I thought that taking cold plunges every day was going to stop me from being sick for the rest of my life, but that is not the case. Mm, the voodoo didn't work the way you wanted it to, does it? It didn't. I mean, it might have something to do with the fact that I take terrible care of my body. Do you? I don't. Kind of. What do you like? You like you run? You cold plunge? That's true. Donna? That's true. You don't eat bad. I don't. I just. So what are I, you talking about? I drink. <laughs> well. It's, I feel like it's the important thing is how you detox after drinking. Well, I, I am a great detoxer. That's See, for sure. So you're fine. I just think I need to quit drinking. I just don't know if I can do it. What are you drinking when you do drink? All the things, everything. Okay, well, that's your issue. I think you need to pick one. I know, but as the night goes on, I get, I get oh, you know, old fashioned sounds good. Ooh, a martini sounds good. Ooh, okay. a glass of wine sounds good. Ooh, a beer this sounds is great. That's your issue. I know. I know it. I know it to be true. Um, I got a lot of problems, but that's one of them. I wish I could just not drink anymore. But then would I be boring? Would life be boring? So I've had a couple of friends recently do like a long stint of sobriety. Yeah. Like I'm talking like one of them did like six months and one did a year. Okay. And they both were like, loved it. Great for me. Great for my health. Great for my mental health. Great for all the things. But they're back drinking because they're like, it's boring not to. Yeah. I know. Yeah. That's the problem. <sighs> Anyways, do you have all your uh, Christmas gifts um, purchased? Um, I don't do Christmas gifts. Oh, wow. Okay. Tell everybody, don't buy me anything. Let's not do gifts. It's a waste of money. Don't love it. Like, go donate to the charity of your choice instead. What do you do on Christmas morning there, Ebenezer? Oh, 
would you like to know? I schlepped down to the barn where it's going to be a hot nine degrees on Christmas Day, and I shovel manure for about an hour after I've fed every animal on the property, uh, and then I come up and thaw out just in time to go back down and do it again in the evening. You know what you should ask for for Christmas? What's that? A barn hand. Oh, well, I have one, but I have to give her Christmas off. She works her ass off all year. I feel like the least I could do is let her go home for Christmas and, you know. So are you not going to be with any family on Christmas? I don't think so. You're just going to be by yourself at your house? Doesn't that sound great to you? No, it's... It sounds like a dream. I don't have to talk to anyone. I don't have to get all dressed up. I don't have to put on makeup that day. Like, I don't have to do anything. It sounds so sad. But No, I think it sounds great. Brandy, do you want to come out here and spend Christmas with us? absolutely. That's the last place I want to go. That's hurtful. Is L.A. It's beautiful here. No. It's a balmy 56. Oh, sorry. Nine degrees sounds so much more appealing these days. <laughs> I'm sorry. Balmy 56 does not sound nice for Christmas. Like, it should be cold on Christmas. 48 right now. It's going to get up to 64. What a day. No. Stay here. I'm going to do my thing. I, I will see some friends, um, hopefully, if I have time, on the if the if the weather's not too crazy and, you know, okay. get away from here. But I honestly... I think being by myself in my house doing whatever I want sounds freaking phenomenal. You're like a character in one of those Hallmark Christmas movies. By the end of it, your cold, dead heart is going to thaw and nice young ranch hand is going to sweep you off your feet with a nice hot cup of cocoa. I don't think so. I think so. No. You know you're that's not normal, right, Brandy? Here's the thing, though. It isn't, but that's what bothers me is that we're expected to buy into this hogwash bullshit that you have to, on holidays, get together with the whole family just so that you guys can fucking fist fight and argue and like whatever else happens instead of just doing what you want and being in your own house with your own animals and doing your own thing, not having to answer to anybody. Like it just sounds great. Let's normalize doing what you actually want on the holidays. I do want to, like, have a big dinner and, like, drink fancy wines and open gifts. I guess. Yeah, I do. I don't want to do any of that. I hate opening gifts. So you didn't get anybody a gift? I did. Did you get me a gift? I did a, gr- I did a group gift for, um, like, the uh, people that work at the barn where okay. I my horse. Yeah. So, like, I participated in that. But, yeah, like... Friends, like uh, my best friends just know, like we don't do gifts. Family, like last year we tried White Elephant. Okay. But honestly, like it was fine. But Mike Miley didn't listen and ended up getting everybody gifts anyway. Okay, with that. And that's not the point. The point is like one gift only and we play the game. So it's like this year I just feel like I'm not even, I'm not participating. Wow. Well, not me. And I've said, I said, don't buy me a gift. Man, well, not me. I celebrate Christmas because I am not a sad, old, angry Grinch. Here's my problem. Wrapping presents is a fucking racket. I hate it. I'm oh, not. See, that's the part I actually like. I'm not good at it. I feel like there's so much wasted, you know, like you like they, they even have like a little grid now so you can figure out exactly how long, how big it's got to be. But then it's always like I'm throwing out all this paper. It's very, very frustrating. So I have come up with an idea. Okay. I want some sort of machine. Some engineer YFT are out there, make this, and then give me all the credit and all the money. I want a machine. It's like a big cylindrical machine, right? You take the gift in the box or whatever, and you put it inside the cylindrical machine. 
and then using suction or gravity or some sort of mechanism, wrapping paper around the cylindrical thing, and then the suction cup suctions down onto it, and it perfectly form fits the thing. And it's it's like almost like, you know when you get like your car wrapped? Yes. It's like that. But, but somebody does that by hand. Well, I feel like the robot's going to do this. Anyways, wouldn't that be great if you just had this machine and you just put it in and it, and it, and it, and it was like, boom, bing, bong. greater? What? If we just did away with gifts completely. No. What's the best gift you ever gotten? What's your favorite gift ever? My favorite gift was from my dad. Gosh, this was, I guess, 10 years ago. I bought my horse ever uh-huh. with my hard-earned money. Nice. Um, and it was a very big deal for me. It was like the first horse that I personally bought on my own, like without my parents' help and whatnot. And it was also at the time where I was like in a struggling, you know, band making no money. Yeah. And whatever. So I saved up some money, bought this horse. And then for Christmas that year, my dad was like, I want to gift you how, like a check. You fill it in for however much it costs to like upkeep that horse for six months. So her board, her shoes, her feed, like all the things. That to me is just like the best gift because A, that's something that I can, that helps me so much. Like it's so practical. And B, it's just so thoughtful because my dad knows me well enough to know that I would appreciate that more than just some like stupid knickknack gift that he could go get me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Loved it. Hmm. So you don't like my wrapping gift mechanism? I feel like that's a great great I mean, idea. We're still wasting paper by wrapping the gifts in general. Yes, but it'll be less waste. It will, but like even less waste would be just like to do away with gift giving because it's like a stupid thing. Yeah. Well, my so family would just buy gifts for people all throughout the year if you think of them. My family is is big in, in the bag world. We throw a lot of things in bags with some tissue paper on top. Also wasting paper, but yep. Yeah, but you can reuse the bags. You can. I definitely reuse the bags. I'm a big bag guy. But a lot of people don't like the bag guy because it's kind of lazy. It is, but I don't mind. I like the bags. Good to know. Anyways. Also, because it, it cuts down the embarrassment time of having to open the gift. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's the most embarrassing Do you part know what Sarah you. does? It's fucking maddening. She has to, like, unwrap it, like, perfectly. Not, like, rip it. She, like, takes the little tape off and then, like, slowly takes it out. Oh, my God. I'm like, just rip it. Rip it. Yeah. What are we doing here? I feel like I'm taking crazy pills. Anyways, uh, we should start the show. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, is it you or me? I have no clue. Go for it. Is this our Christmas episode? Um, I think so. Or no. Wait, yeah. Well, this comes out on Wednesday, and Christmas is on Saturday, right? Yeah, so technically this is our Christmas episode. This is our Christmas episode. Bros and hoes. Ho, ho, hoes. A holly jolly time. You're listening to your favorite thing podcast with... Wells and Brandy. All right, YFTers, I mean, there's a lot of sleep hacks out there. We were actually talking about noise machines earlier, but there's also like no snacking at night, yoga before bed, meditation. I try to do that. Instead of trying them all, you can immediately transform your sleep with Bowl and Branch. We're talking about the best-selling sheets ever. Incredible on night one and only get softer with every single wash. Brandy and I love Bowl and Branch sheets. I truly do. I just got home from being gone for like two weeks and there's just nothing better than getting in my own bed with my cozy, cozy bedding. And for me, that is my Bull and Branch sheets. They are made with the finest 100% organic cotton and are completely free from toxins. They feel so buttery soft, but they're so breathable at the same time. And they're perfect for the summer months ahead where it's a bit toasty out. Plus, they offer a 30-night worry-free guarantee so you can wash, stop, 
pile and sleep in their sheets for an entire month. And if you don't love them, you can send them right back. That's right. Sleep better with the softest, most breathable bedding from Bowl & Branch. Get 15% off your order when you use promo code FAVORITE at BowlAndBranch.com. That's Bowl & Branch, B-O-L-L-A-N-D-B-R-A-N-C-H.com. Promo code FAVORITE THING. Merry Chrysler. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Uh, you live in Nashville. Are people saying you can't say Merry Christmas anymore in this PC world? You know, it's a little more uh, conservative year, but yeah, I think the general consensus these days is you can't just say Merry Christmas. That's not true. It's like in, in no place in the world is that a, a true statement. What do you mean? You can totally say Merry Christmas. I mean, you can, but then you're only really celebrating people that celebrate Christmas, and there are other religions that celebrate other holidays, and so you're kind of leaving them out, which is kind of not PC. No, I understand that, and I do I do understand how Happy Holidays is more inclusive for people who are, you know, Jewish or Muslim or Buddhist. I get that, but this whole, like, Christmas is under fire, and you can't say Merry you, Of course you can no one ever said you can't say Merry Christmas. People are just trying to be more inclusive, which is a great thing. It's not a bad thing. But uh, this whole dialogue that people like, my, my parents like watch Fox News and like that'll be a fucking topic. I'm like, no, you can totally still say Merry Christmas. 100%. You should just, you should say both. You should say whatever the fuck you want to say. <laughs> if you're, here's the thing. If you don't know somebody, yeah, great. But like to my Jewish friends, my manager, I said, happy Hanukkah yesterday, because yeah. today yesterday was the first day of Hanukkah. That's nice and personalized. Because I fucking know the person. <laughs> so just know who you're talking to. Or if you're Brandy, say, happy Saturday, because she doesn't celebrate Christmas. I do celebrate it. I just don't celebrate it in a textbook fashion that yeah. we are brainwashed to believe Christmas should be celebrated. Oh, my God. This whole Did you feel the same way about Valentine's Day and how Hallmark created this yeah, stupid whole? Yeah, Bullshit. I agree. I don't like I don't like that one because I shouldn't be told when I'm supposed to be romantic. I should be romantic whenever I want to be. And that's usually when I'm in trouble and I'm trying to get out of it. Are you keeping up with this whole like Idaho college kids that got murdered story? I'm not, but my best friend Kirsten is obsessed with it. She, she I wish I could call her, but she's in Iceland because she would be able to tell you every detail that's been released about. This. But here's the thing: like there is no details. Like they don't know who did this. Crazy Mormons. I don't. I don't even know if they're Mormon. I just assume they are. It is adjacent to Mormon country in Moscow, Idaho. I think. Anyways, mm. crazy. And also, like really sad. The girls were like really cute. Not to say that like it wouldn't be as sad if the girls were ugly, but. <laughs> I, I immediately realized what I said was terrible. Mm. Immediate regret from what I said. At but least the awareness is there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, oh, they're cute. It's too bad they got murdered and no one. How do you not know? I assume it's like another college kid that did it, right? And like, there's no college kid that's smart enough to be able to get away with it. I finally started watching White Lotus season one. Oh my gosh. And I gotta say, I think the problem is, is that season two is so much better than season one. So now I have something to, to, to like compare it to. But season one is nowhere near as good as season two. I agree. It's like not even in the same ballpark. It's not even like people are like hatching plans against one another. And like, it's not, it's just like two shitty teenagers who are all fucking ketamine. What? They're kind of annoying and like ungrateful and whatever. 
Steve Zahn's pretty funny with his balls thing is pretty fucking great. But really the only redeeming person on the entire show is the guy who's pissed about the fucking pineapple suite. The, the, and the pineapple bit, it's so funny, but it's like the only bit they have on that show. I felt like season one, it was just so weird. You know, like it was just too, I mean, like a little weird is great and, and like quirky and weird, but like the whole thing was just too quirky for me. Like I liked it, but I liked season two way better because it just wasn't as much of that. Yeah, Alexandria Daddario's character, she's terrible. The, the character, I don't, like, you knew what you were getting it yourself into. You were marrying this rich guy. Like, you can't do this. I feel so, and it's so funny because he's so entitled and so privileged. Uh, and, like, but I feel so bad for him. He's like, the, all the guy wants is the fucking room that he booked or his mom booked. <laughs> the manager's fucking with him. His wife doesn't really like to have sex with him and then decides in the middle of their honeymoon, the first part of their honeymoon, before they go to Fiji or whatever, Tahiti, that she wants to divorce him. This poor fucking guy. <laughs> you know, yes, he's rich. And, um, you know, I guess he wanted the trophy wife or whatever. But she should have known that. I hate the teenagers so much. I know. I don't even know which one I hate more. But they're so annoying. Also, that Sydney Sweeney, is that her name? Sydney Sweeney? Yeah. She looks a little bit like a basset hound. I'm just going to be honest with you about that. Huh. She's got like real sad eyes, you know? Okay. The other girl that not Sydney Sweeney, she might be the worst person in the whole in the entire show. She she thinks she's so much better because she is, sees through the bullshit of the rich white family or whatnot, but she fucks over the, she literally fucks over that guy so hard. How far in are you? I think only like one or two episodes left. Okay, okay. You know, like she gives him the, also, how dumb are you? Everyone's going to figure out it was you that like gave the code. If I'm the parents, I'm like, interesting. The day that we get robbed is the one day that the fucking kid asked to put some seashell necklace in here? Come on. I'm no Sherlock Holmes over here, but I feel like I would have been able to connect the dots on this. Like, I guess that the only thing that's cool about this is the, wow, Greg really was doing a long con. Like, this was a very long con. Very long. And you, you you wonder, like, you never know if you're getting a second season. So you're not writing a show with the thought of getting a second season, I would assume. I, I'd assume you wrote the show, and then it was highly popular, very successful. So they started writing another one, and they were like, okay, so what do we do here? Um... The Greg storyline is just like this really long con, right? Or do you think that like they always thought that? I think there was probably always like hope that there would be a season two and like pretty and confidence about there going to be a season two. But I think you're right. Like there's no guarantee. Like when, yeah. a when a show gets picked up, they only pick it up for one season until they see how it does. So I think you can I think you can go into it like planning for a few seasons, but not like being sure you're going to get them. Yeah. Yeah. I saw some something of like when it's I think it's Daphne is like cheersing to everyone on, on the last night of season two. And they're like, she's like, next up, Maldives. And so like maybe that's where the next season's going to be, the Maldives. And to that, I say, um, is it Mike White? Is that the guy? I think so. Uh, Mike White. My beautiful wife would love to be in season three. She would be very good on that show. Yeah. Very good. Uh, my beautiful wife would love to be on it, and I would like to be. I would. I would just come and you know. Um, I don't know. Well, he does a lot of cameos. Yeah, I could do a cameo. 
he does um i guess he was on survivor yeah yeah, yeah yes of course so he brings people the contestants from survivor and puts them in and gives them like one line and does like some cameo spots with them so like i feel like you could weasel I, yourself I might, I might get in there yeah yeah that's not a bad idea yeah. anyways season one of white lotus not as good as season two but I haven't seen the ending, so maybe it redeemed itself at the end. But I just, I just it's hope good. it's good. But season two was great. That's how I feel. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, speaking of not knowing if things are going to come back for a season two. Yeah. Oh my god. Okay. I don't even know where to start. So the Charlie Hunnam show on Apple Plus. Okay. Pretty sure I've been saying it wrong the whole time. I watched an interview that he did, and granted, he. What, he's Australian, so he could be saying it differently than, like, an American would say it, but he pronounces it Shanaram. Got it. Shanaram. I've been saying it totally wrong. What have you been saying? Um, uh, Shantaram, I think is what I've been saying. Not even close. Love it. Very different. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. Oh, my God. Watched the season finale. Uh Uh-huh. Maybe, like, fast forward 30 seconds if you haven't seen it yet and you don't want me to ruin anything. Ready, Go. I am fucking crushed, crushed. The ending crushed my soul. It is so sad and I get it. Like you can't end a show like that and it be predictable. Everybody can't have a happy ending. It's like they took, you know, the note from Nicholas Sparks, you know, like like Nicholas Sparks loves to kill somebody at the end of every book. Like everyone can't live, everyone can't live happily ever after. I get it, but I am so crushed by the way this show ended. And then at the last scene, that they show, I'm trying not to ruin anything just in case no one fast forwarded, but at the very last scene, they end it with the screen going black and it says to be continued. And so I was like, oh God, okay, well I'm fucking crushed, but at least there's gonna be another part of this, whether it's an extension of season one or season two or whatever it is. And I was like, all right, at least there's hope that like maybe they'll come back and redeem themselves. Then I get on Google and I do a quick Google search. Quick Goog. Apple canceled the show, there is no season two. Oh, Apple. What the fuck? Okay, so I did a deep dive after I was like, why the fuck would they cancel this? The show really hasn't gotten good reviews, and I'm confused by that. Like, call me crazy, but this was one of my favorite shows I've seen in a really long time. And yeah, it was a bit chaotic. And I, and I do agree with some of the critics where they were like, you know, there were just one too many characters and one too many storylines to try to keep track of. And there were moments in the series where I was like a teeny bit confused, but by the end of it, it all kind of does come full circle and you do get very invested in specific characters. And I don't know, I'm just shocked. I thought like, like I, I liked a lot of the actors and actresses. I thought they did a good job and I, the show kept me hanging on. And like I said, the finale was just so emotional. Like it was one of those, it's one of those shows where like, they, I mean, they come this close to getting their happy ending. They really do. And it's just so heartbreaking. Um, and so I didn't understand why it's not back for season two. So I am here to plea to like HBO or Netflix. Like, can someone please pick this up like they did for Manifest and do at least one more season? Like, we deserve answers. We deserve Charlie's character, Lynn. He deserves redemption. He's such a good guy deep down. Yes, he's done some bad things and he is flawed, but he has a very sweet soul and I think he deserves redemption and obviously Charlie Hutton's incredible and I just think somebody else needs to pick this up for one more season. Mm. All right. You, heads of studios, you listen? Brandy wants please, something. Uh, please. Also, how do you get away with putting to be continued at the end when it's canceled? Yeah. That's false advertising. Yeah. 
So just for that reason, they need to get their shit together. They do. Fair enough. I know that you hate Christmas and you're you have a cold dead heart, but um I do not hate Christmas. Yeah, you do. I hate the expectations that Christmas brings. Okay. You hate Christmas. But boy oh boy do I have a great Christmas movie for you. So we finally watched A Christmas Story Christmas, which is the follow up to A Christmas Story. You'll shoot your eye out. You know that movie, right? Yeah. Ralphie and Fragile. Ooh, it must be French. I was like, I don't know if this is gonna be any good. One, it's a sequel to Arguably the greatest Christmas movie ever. You can't live up to how great that movie is and how much that movie, I feel like, shaped us millennials growing up. But I watched it, and I gotta say, boy, oh boy, it is fantastic. Really? Fucking fantastic. Follows the now-adult Ralphie as he returns to the house on Cleveland Street to give his kids a magical Christmas like the one he had as a child reconnecting with childhood friends, and reconciling the passing of his old man, A Christmas Story Christmas. So it took me a while to kind of figure out why this movie was so fantastic, and I pinpointed it. Okay. The reason why we love the original one is because we relate to Ralphie, or we did at that time. We were kids at that time watching that movie. There was this gift that we wanted, whether it was a BB gun or something else, that we wanted so badly that we didn't think we were going to get. And, like, the weirdness of, like, going to see Santa Claus and dealing with bullies and all this stuff, all this shit that we could relate to, you know, like our dad being crazy and our all that stuff, like, I feel like kids could, could relate to. And then what this movie did was... It didn't try to, like, redo the whole thing to, like, relate to the kids. It realized that the kids grew up and then made a movie for us again. So it's all about Ralphie, who now has two kids. It's, like, him going to the bar, seeing his old friends. We get to do it all over again with Ralphie, and it's so fucking good. It must have been so scary for that guy. What's his name? Peter Billingsley to do this again because it's like so iconic you, you can't you can't make it make a better movie and i don't know if he made a better one but it's so good it makes you cry at the end because the dad's dead and ralphie's now a writer and he's trying to get published he ends up writing this like absolutely amazing obituary that gets put out in the paper and it's so heartwarming him going to the bar and seeing flick and seeing schwartz and it's all the same people. Like the little kids that were in that movie are in the movies now and they're just grown up. And it's, we're like, is that the same guy that we looked up? And it's like, fuck, it is. Like even the bully. I feel like that's the key to some of those sequels that, that are, that come out after so long. It's like, you've got to have the same actors and actresses in there. Yeah. Like Farkas, the, the bully that he beats up in the first one, he's a cop in the second one, which is hilarious. Every bully becomes a cop, I feel like. Even that storyline, which is very small, is, like, so fucking good. I got to say, like, absolutely blown away. Go watch it. And, it, like, it's a little slow in the beginning because I think they're trying to get everyone kind of into, like, what's happening or whatnot. So it's a little slow in the beginning, but then it really gets going. It's fantastic. Okay. Go Cute. check it out. Love that. Love that for me. Speaking of sequels, yeah. I don't think it's out yet, but, you know, Avatar 2 is is coming in hot it's out that was three, that was, okay so it's out i am really excited about that yeah we're gonna go we're gonna go see it i haven't been to the theater since like pre-covid and i, I think that this is gonna be what gets me back to the movie theater yeah we were talking yeah. about it yesterday we we're gonna go and um and watch that and i heard it's really good way of the water 
Sarah and I were talking about it. we need to watch the first one again before we go. So we're just like, we're ready to, we're ready for it. Um, I got another Christmas uh, suggestion. Do you remember me talking about Murderville to you? Yes. How does this segue into a Christmas thing? Because Murderville did a Christmas episode. Huh. If you don't remember, it's Will Arnett who is in like Arrested Development. He plays Detective Terry Seattle. Every episode, they bring a famous person in to be his new partner. Now, it's completely scripted for everyone on the show except for the famous person that they bring in, and they are completely just improvising and doing the show without any lines. And then they have to kind of like figure out who the murderer is at the end of it. For this Christmas special, it's Who Killed Santa? A Murderville Murder Mystery with Jason Bateman and Maya Rudolph. So they both don't know what's going on. They both come in to be the partners. Sean Hayes plays a part in it as well. Pete Davidson's in it. Marshawn Lynch is in it. Like, it's so fucking funny. Wow, okay. Jason Bateman is just... He just is, like, Marty. He just just is Jason Bateman. And Maya Rudolph, like, is constantly breaking the entire time. Like, she can't keep a straight face. It's so good. Incredible. Anyways, go watch that. Love that. Did you ever finish Peripheral? No. What? I know. I gotta gotta get back on that. How are you sleeping on that? Um, A wife here DM'd me. Uh, Her name was Kelsey. And she was upset that we hadn't talked about the finale. Mm. And I remember thinking to myself, I think it's because Wells hasn't seen it. Yeah. Okay. You need to watch that so that we can talk about it. Yeah. I'll watch it. And then, yeah, next week we'll do it. Yeah. I'm going to get on that. I'm going to get right on that one, coach. Um, Did you watch the World Cup final finale? What? Soccer's just the one sport I just, like, don't know about. Wow. I know. It's tough for me. That one in baseball, they're a little tough. Yeah. It was the greatest soccer football game in the history of sport. That's what I've heard. Yep. And I just don't know what else to say. I was saying before we called you to the Y of Tears, like, if that was your first game ever in soccer, like, watching one, you should never watch another one again because it's never going to be as good as that. Yeah. And I will say this. I'm a Portuguese man, okay? So obviously I love Cristiano Ronaldo. And for a long time I've said that he was the greatest soccer player of all time. Sorry, Pele. Sorry, Maradona. Sorry, Messi. But Cristiano Ronaldo, Portuguese. This hurts me to say, but I think we now can say that Messi is the greatest soccer player of all time. Wow. Because they're pretty, like their stats are pretty even, but now Messi has a World Cup. And Cristiano Ronaldo does not have one of those. And he's not going to because uh, I don't think he's going to... He's too old now. Yeah, he's getting up there. So that was tough. That was a tough thing for me to stomach. But, um, you know, I we have the second best soccer player of all time, arguably. And he's much more attractive, which I think is more important, really, in the long run. Very important. Yeah. I mean, Messi's short, you know. So... But he's damn good, and that was really good. I watched the entire third season of Too Hot to Handle yesterday. Oh, did you like it? I did. I love that show. Yeah. I do. That one, like, of all the trashy, you know, dating shows, that one just really gets me. Uh-huh. Did you, I know you watched a couple episodes, but did you not finish it? No. Well, I only watched a couple episodes, so I got to catch yeah. up. Here's my thing okay. about this show. Tell me. My one complaint. All right, we're three seasons in, and I get it. You guys have figured out how to do a TV show without spending a whole lot of money, right? It's, like, so cheap to do. Can we at least 
just get some better microphones for season four? Like, do they need to be walking around with like the thick black elastic strap around their waist and all the outfits with the big fuzzy mic hanging between the girls' boobs for the whole season? Like, I just feel like there's a better way to do that. I feel like on Paradise, like I don't notice the mics as much. It's like a little choker necklace the boys wear. It's not as distracting. You know, for season one, maybe even two, like I get it, we're cheap. You know, we just gotta work with what we got. But like you're three seasons in, you know the show's good, you know it's getting it picked up. Like let's let's splurge a little on the mic thing. I agree. I I, I hate like the waistband thing. The waistband, and there's just so many wires. They wear like this huge necklace with the puffy mic. Yeah. And then all the wires on the waistband. It's just too much. I agree. Let's let's do let's do better, guys. Yeah. Even when they're doing their uh interviews, like in studio, you know, like they're what do you guys call them? OTFs. ITM. Even then, they're wearing the crazy necklace. I'm yeah. like, can't we get a boom mic for the studio? Like, is, really? On Bachelor, they have a boom mic and you're mic'd. You have two. I had the little fancy clip-on mic when I did my Bravo show. You didn't have a pack? Yeah, yeah. It, the little clip-on, the teeny tiny one you can't see, it clips on, and then it goes. the wires go through my clothes to the pack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I, that's what I wear on the show as well. I will say, this season... Mm-hmm. I felt like was the most tame as far as like normally all these people come in, you know, wanting to just fuck everybody and they hop around a whole lot and like they're hard to pin down and whatever. There was really only one guy that kind of did that this season. Everyone else kind of locked in on one person after like the second episode, which was fine. I actually kind of liked that more because then I was more invested in their relationships and like the whole like ins and outs of it. But I just thought it was like quite tame, you know, for for how that show's typically supposed to go. Do better, really guys. Good, they do such a great job. Yeah. Did they end up with did anyone get any money at the end or was there no money? Yes, they gave um they gave the money to uh I guess I'll, I'm not ruining anything, but they give it to a couple this time. Okay. Couples, which is different. Um and it's just it's funny to me and i and this is another reason why i like the show so much better at the at the very end you know when couples like decide to be boyfriend girlfriend it's it's so funny to me how excited they are like their excitement level about like calling someone their boyfriend is like equivalent to how excited girls are on paradise when they get engaged like it's that exciting to yeah. settle down and like put a label on something to these people because they're so against that, you know? And I'm like, you know what? This is great. We should be this excited when we find somebody we want to put a label on. Like that's great. The expectation of engagement is insane. Yeah, maybe we need to like bring it back a little bit on Paradise. Like I think so. Yeah. The stakes are like, too if high. You're leaving to get, if you're leaving together as boyfriend and girlfriend, you are winning, you know? Yeah, but you might get a free ring out of the deal. I mean, that is nice, I guess. And let me tell you, someone who's bought one of them, they but ain't cheap. Also, also, if you are the couple that wins the money, that's your ring. And then some, depending on the ring. That's true. Yeah. I mean, I saw that one couple, they fucked in the shower. I mean, that must have been a lot of money. <laughs> it was. I love them so much, though. They're my favorite couple of the whole season. Yeah. Do you have anything else? Oh, I have one more. What do you got? Called Senior Year. Rebel Wilson. So my sister texted me last night and said, and I've never, I've never heard her be so excited about watching a television show. Like I've, I've begged her to watch White Lotus, begged her to watch, you know, any, anything and everything. And, and she's always like, I don't like watching stuff. Like I'm just such a tough critic, whatever. And she was like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. You will laugh out loud the whole movie. She goes, you've got to watch it. And I was like, all right, I'm going to watch this for you. This is not something I would normally click on and want to watch, but I'm going to do it. Man, was she right. 
Really? It's so bad it's good. It's kind of like a Hallmark movie in that way where like it's so bad it's so good. They lean into how bad it is so much and you know Rebel Wilson, like she's so great at playing that role. It is so fucking good. If you are anybody that is like 30 to 40, I would say you'll probably really appreciate this movie. It takes you right back to high school, all the references, the fashion choices, the music, like it is everything. It's absolutely hilarious. But like, don't get me wrong, it's a terrible movie, but it's so good. A cheerleading stunt gone wrong landed her in a 20-year coma. Now she's 37, newly awake, and ready to live out her high school dream of becoming prom queen. Senior year with Rebel Wilson on Netflix. Okay, I believe you. I just, I don't love Rebel Wilson's comedy. I don't know why, but it just doesn't. I can see that. And if you don't, you p might not love this because she does kind of play the same character. Yeah. The same, for sure. Um, in that sense of comedy. But I don't know. It's just so nostalgic. And it's just so, it's so hilarious to kind of see them lay out. So much of it is so true. Like, so when she's in high school, you know, pre-accident, right? It's like, she's on the cheer squad. She's cheer captain. There, There's a run for prom king and queen. And like, you know, high school is all about being popular and there's bullies and there's this and there's that. And then you fast forward to when she wakes up and it's all different. And the principal has like done away with prom king and queen because it's because they, they have tried to done, they've tried to do away with popularity contests. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the cheer squad like isn't even a cheer squad anymore. It's like tool to like talk about like inclusivity and just like crazy stuff where it's just like, it's like so overly politically correct and everything that you're like, man, they really did take a lot of the fun out of high school. And like I said, it's all extremes, right? You're seeing like one extreme and another. But it is hilarious, and Justin Hartley is in it. He plays her high school boyfriend, the adult version, and he's hilarious. Like, sometimes I don't really love him. Like, he's hit or miss for me. I do like him in This Is Us, but, like, I, in other things I've seen him in, I'm not crazy about it. But he does a really good job with this, and he's very funny. Okay. I might watch it. Sarah's going to make me watch it. Let me, let's be honest. Sarah will probably like it. If yeah. she, unless she, like, really doesn't love Rebel Wilson. But no, she does. I think she would like it. All right, let's listen to some voicemails, yeah? Let's do it. What's up, Weldon Brandy? My name is Mallory. What up? Long-time listener, huge fan. I'm calling in with a movie recommendation and then a question for you guys. Okay. The movie is called 13 Lives. It's on Amazon Prime. Ron Howard directed it, and it came out this summer. Let's be honest. Anything Ron Howard makes is amazing. I mean, Cinderella Man, fantastic movie. Also one of my favorite things. Um, anyway, 13 Lies is a true story. can't remember if you guys have talked about this or not, but it's based on the boys' soccer team in Thailand that got stuck in a cave um, back in 2018. And it just goes over their rescue attempts. I'm not going to give anything away, but it is fantastic watch. It's one of those where, like, you turn it on and you just can't blink through the whole thing. It's so good. So definitely recommend checking that out. Cool. My question for yeah. you guys answers i feel like there are so many streaming services now yeah with netflix and hulu and hbo max and you know everything if you had to pick three or four to actually subscribe to Oof. which ones would you get and which ones would you let go of thanks guys i mean you got to do netflix gotta do netflix gotta do hbo here's the other thing amazon prime yeah you can get HBO, Showtime, Paramount, all those things through Amazon Prime. Okay. 
So you could play your cards right and get rid of all those, keep Amazon Prime, and then get the subscriptions through Amazon Prime, and then it's like five and one. Okay. Netflix, HBO, and yeah, Prime. But you can get HBO through Prime, so do you yeah. want to swap that one? Okay, so then uh, Netflix, Prime, Hulu? I would be torn between Hulu and Apple Plus because Apple Plus doesn't yeah. come out with a lot of shows, but when they do, they're usually very good. Yeah. I don't know. That's tough. That's a toughie. Mm -hmm. That's a toughie. By the way, uh, 13 Lives is on Prime. I think I've seen the preview for that. It, it does look it good. That sounds great. A rescue mission is assembled in Thailand where a group of young boys and their soccer coach are trapped in a system of underground caves that are flooding. 13 Lives. The cast is crazy, dude. Viggo Mortensen, Colin Farrell, Joel Egerton. All right. Those are those are people I know I've heard of. Hey Wells and Brandy. Yo. This is Jennifer from Yonkers. I'm a teacher, so I'm leaving this voicemail really quickly before my students come in for Amazing. my sixth period class. Um, I cannot believe y'all have never talked about the sex lives of college girls on HBO Max, written by the amazing Mindy Kaling. Um, second season's back. There's four episodes out so far. It is phenomenal. Like, Wells, I think you would appreciate it for the comedy. Brandy, I think you would appreciate it because it really kind of, like, touches in on everything that, like, women have gone through in our lives, like, during that weird, like, you know, early 20s, mid-20s kind of thing. Um, plus, there's really hot guys, and the girls are just beautiful and funny and amazing. And you guys have to watch it. You have to let us know what you think. Love you guys. Hope all is well. Hasta luego. Hasta luego. Ciao. I have heard great things about that show. Yeah. Four 18-year-old freshman roommates at Essex College in Vermont a bundle of contradictions and hormones, these sexually active college girls are equal parts lovable and infuriating. The sex lives of college girls. All right, that sounds pretty good. It, it sounds a little bit like girls, oh. but before the girls moved to New York. Uh, we're into it. And also, love a teacher. Big fan of a teacher. I assume you teach Spanish. Hasta yeah, hasta luego. Yo. My name is Melina. I'm from North Dakota. Hey, I've Melina. been listening to you guys since the very beginning. Nice. I'm obsessed with this podcast, Thank you. and it's the only reason I enjoy waking up on Wednesdays. You should uh, tell your friends um, because we could use some more listeners. Uh, so my favorite things right now are uh -huh. related to music. Um, first, uh, I went to the Harry Styles concert, and it was so good. He really knows how to work the crowd. He puts on a great show. And quite frankly, I'm starting to get the hype. Um, another artist that I recently got to see was young Nikki herself. Oh. It was an amazing concert. I already knew she had a good voice. But my goodness, hearing her in person, that girl can sing. I am obsessed. I've been in a Noah Cyrus loop ever since. And her music is just amazing. Um, and then right now, my favorite song is... Thank God by Kane and Caitlin Brown. It's just so catchy. It's cute. It's about love. And who doesn't love love? So I've been listening to that song a lot, too. My least favorite thing right now is that I don't have enough Wells content. Happy seeing you, Wells, on TV. Huh. That's in Paradise and Best in Doe, but I need more. Wow. I need you every day. I Some agree. Some kind of content, whether it's a comedy special, anything. Ooh. I just need more well, yeah, you have me in tears anytime you open your mouth, and mm. it's amazing. So, that's all my favorite things. Uh, I love you guys so much. I love this podcast, and I look forward to listening to you guys every week. 
Okay, bye. Bye. Well, she was sweet. Well, she's like the president of the Wells Adams fan club. Yeah, that's actually my mom calling in. Hi, Wells and Brandy. Yep. My name is Taja. I'm calling from Taja. Michigan, and I'm just super excited to share some of my fave things. Okay. This documentary that I want to recommend is called Orgasm, Inc. It's the story of one taste. You can also find this on Netflix, and when I say the shit is wild, it is wild. It's about this woman, and she starts a company out of San Francisco, and it's a company that's focused on, like, female orgasm and just teaching classes so people have better sex and like who wouldn't want that right well the ceo her name's nicole Bedone. um she's out there doing ted talks she's getting the attention of people like Gwyneth paltrow and so all these people are coming to learn a company's making millions and then you learn that it's a motherfucking cult it is nice. so good and all the shit goes down in like 2017 so a lot of the footage is recent and the interviews are current day so like just really really good highly recommend and then the last thing I want to say, this goes to Brandy. Um, usually I totally disagree with Brandy's taste on TV. I mean, Succession is, like, amazing. But this time I have to give all the dings to Brandy because of the show she suggested called um, Shantaram on Apple TV. It is so good. Thank Besides you. the fact that Charlie Hunnam is just so hot. Um, so and I would hot. just watch it for the eye candy. Um, the show has, like, drama and suspense, and I'm just really hooked. So thank you, Brandy, See? for the awesome suggestion. Um, anyway, love your show. Love you guys. Just wanted to say that, like, during COVID and the last couple of years, the world has just felt kind of meh. But you guys have, like, constantly been this positive force, and you've had this positive show. It brings me joy every single week. Keep doing it. And make sure that you get that live tour going. We would totally come. We'd totally buy tickets. I love y'all. You rock. Okay, bye. All right. Okay, see, that show's fucking great. Apple, you got biggest mistake you guys made was canceling that show. I want to watch Orgasm Inc. I love a cult. I love a cult. You really do. And I often I like a cult too. I just wonder, like, would I be susceptible to a cult? I don't know if I would be. No, I don't think so. I think I'd be like these people are fucking crazy, but I th but I do think but like you would you would like take part in it just to for the for the bit because it's hilarious for the bit yeah. for sure. I'd have yeah. been like, oh, I gotta stick around. I gotta, we gotta see. We gotta see what's like. We gotta do it. Okay, so do you believe in the Illuminati? Um, no, but there was a time where I did, and I was it was like when I was wrapped up into the whole like I first it was when I first discovered the Denver airport conspiracy. Yeah. And it had, and like somehow the Illuminati was wrapped up in with that, as and as uh, so was the New World Order. I think that there probably are clubs and sure. Freemasons. I, I know exist, and from what I understand about Freemasons, it really is, is a bunch of people kind of getting together and like talking about meditation, raising your vibration to be, um, you know, one of those like kind of like whatever, trying to be a better person type of a thing. Mm -hmm. I wonder if that's what the Illuminati is too. Okay, so the reason why I say this is. I w would like to be in the Illuminati. How do I get into this? Like, They're not letting you in. I know. I, but also, how does it happen? How do you get invited? It's a great question. If anyone would be in the Illuminati, it would be your sister. Like, I feel like it's all like like the really, really, really famous people. Yeah. Beyonce, I assume Obama. I, I, this is obviously all conspiracy and I have no facts. But that's what I, Zero. when I think of the Illuminati, that's who I think's in it, you know? Mm -hmm. Is your sister in the Illuminati? <laughs> would she would she tell if she you? She was. She wouldn't tell me, I don't think. Yeah. If she is 
in it. Okay, you don't have to do this on the podcast, but maybe ask her one time, and if she is, if she can get me in, because I would love to check what's going on inside, you know, mm -hmm. just for the bit. I don't really need to be enlightened or whatnot. Right. Or like have my career taken to the stratosphere. I'll find out if I can. Yeah, or maybe your dad. Like your dad. That tracks. Would be up there too. Mm -hmm. Who else? Who else is like so like like the Kardashians? They've got to be in the Illuminati, right? For sure. If it's real, they've got to be in it. I don't know if it's real or if it's is. Either. It's like a book club. It's like so much fucking dorkier than what everyone thinks it is. That's probable. That's maybe what it is, and probably it's like insider trading so they can stay rich. Yeah. I gotta get. In if there. anybody gotta, has any insight on this, call us. I would. I if and also like if you know anyone that can get me in, I would love to do it. Is that a bad thing to say? Like, I don't, when you hear about the Illuminati, is, is, are they bad or are they good? Are they bad? I think so. They're bad. Oh, maybe I don't I want think. to be in it. I, I thought that. But they, I don't know. Yeah. Should we Google the Illuminati? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They have a Wikipedia page. <laughs> the Illuminati is a name given to several groups, both real and fictitious. Historically, the name refers to Bavarian Illuminati, an, an Enlightenment-era secret society founded May 1st, 1776 in Bavaria, today part of Germany. The society's goals were to oppose superstition, religious interference over public life, and abuses of state power. The order of the day, they wrote in their general statutes, is to put an end to the machinations of purveyors of injustice, to control them without dominating them. The Illuminati, along with Freemasonry and other secret societies, were outlawed through edict by Charles Theodore, Elector of Bavaria. But so it sounds like they were like a society to like make the world better. Maybe that, maybe that's changed. Anyways, if anyone has any information on this, I would love to come to one of your meetings. Hmm. Just to check it out. Maybe it's for me. Maybe it's not. I don't know. I don't know. I'm all about stopping the injustice over abuses of power. Yeah. If anyone knows anything about me, it's that I am that. I'm a social warrior, social justice warrior. And I want to hang out with like with Queen Bee. Beyonce. Yeah. All right. You have any Muzaks? Luke Grimes put out a song. Uh-huh. Do you know who that is? I do. From Yellowstone? I had really high hopes for this. Really high hopes. And I hate to say that I was very disappointed by it. Is this No Horse to Ride? And I wanted to like it because I love him, Obvi. And listen, his voice is decent. Like his voice isn't bad. I think like I think like he could he could do something, but I, I just don't know if this song is is it. I'd be driving in a dark with no headlights on. Okay, I don't hate that. I feel like you need to listen to the whole song. Okay, maybe I will. I mean, here's the thing. Actors do this a lot, and they shouldn't. Like, have you ever listened to, like, Johnny Depp's music or Corey Feldman's music, you know? Yes, I have. No. Well, don't. It's not the greatest. But you know what? Good for you. You know, my buddy Steve Lee and my other buddy Daniel Ellsworth, who are musicians, they want to start 
a band where I'm the singer. Oh God! Just auto tune the fuck out of it and like have it be like no, this total to this total joke. And I'm kind of into it. Let me tell you my idea about it. Every song is going to be written by AI. All Chat GDP songs. You like that? There's probably there's probably a market for that. Honestly. Yeah. Um, if you like hip hop, <laughs> Metro Boomin put out an album that is phenomenal. It's called Heroes and Villains. It's very good. A lot of cool features. Um, let me look through here. John Legend, Future, Travis Scott, 21 Savage, Young Thug. I mean, like, features on features on features. Um, so if you like hip-hop, highly recommend. The whole album's really good to listen to. This is The Weeknd and 21 Savage. Mm-hmm. This is creeping. I gotta be honest with you, I like Luke Grimes better. <laughs> that was probably the least hip hop song on the album, but yeah, that's fine. Well, that was what we got the most listens. That's because it's the weekend, but he's not really hip hop. Well, I'm just playing. But anyway, um, but that, it also, what's with everybody sampling all these 90s songs? This is where we are, man. Drake's doing it, The Weeknd's doing it, Post Malone did it. Like, everyone's doing it. I saw that uh, Phosphorescent have a new song out. I love them. This is called Trying to Get to Heaven. Aren't we all, man? Aren't we all? I only saw what they let me see. You broke a heart that loved you. Now you can seal up the book and not write anymore. I've been walking that lonesome valley trying to get to heaven. That's phosphorescent trying to get to heaven. I like them. Nice. Yeah. Oh, I also saw that the Milk Carton Kids have some new music out, and I love them. So here's a. Uh, when you're gone. I wish, I wish I could forget And then in that hard August sweat I asked you for a favor You ain't let me down yet Ain't let me down yet The songs you love to sing They are still Bill Carton Kids, when you're gone. You got anything else? No, that's all I got. All right. Well, I'm scared to say it, but Merry Christmas. Happy Holidays. Happy Holidays. Both, you know? Yeah. Happy Hanukkah. Happy Kwanzaa. Mm-hmm. And whatever else we didn't, we don't know. Yeah. And Happy New Year. Will we have an episode before New Year? We've, we've got one more. Okay. Good to know. 
Well, anyways, I wish uh, all the YFTers out there to have an amazing holiday. I hope you get everything that you've ever wanted in your entire life. I hope you get to have sex with every person that you've always wanted to have sex with. I hope that you get every gift that you've ever wanted. I hope all the money comes into your bank account. And, um, you know, I hope you get into the Illuminati, too. I hope we all can get into it. I feel like I'm going to be in trouble for saying that I want to be in the I Illuminati. I don't want to be in it, so I'll let you don't? do that. I don't think so. I'll tell you all about it. Okay, great. When I get in. Sounds good. Okay. All right, see you guys. Love y'all. Bye. Bye. Perfect ending. I'm Natalie Barbu, host of The Real Real Podcast, where we go behind the highlight reel to find out what's really going on in the lives of content creators, entrepreneurs, and everyone in between. After quitting my corporate job to start my own businesses, I realized that while things might look glamorous on our Instagram feeds, things can get real behind the scenes. You can listen to The Real Real every Monday to start off your week with some realness and inspiration. Find my podcast wherever you're listening right now and be sure to rate, review, and subscribe so you never miss a beat. This podcast has been brought to you by Podcast Nation.